0: Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. And we are broadcasting from our Hardy Realty Studios, and we work in cooperation with the Rome News Tribune. And we are – my name is Roger Manus with Rome Business Radio, and we are joined today by Jeannie Krieger from the Chamber and Thomas Kislett with the Chamber. And, Thomas, I know you want to go around the Zoom room here and introduce our guest. Would you be so kind, please, sir?
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, we
2: have um, Billy Newby with um, – newbie vineyards and uh he's opening a wine tasting room uh on broad street soon uh we have allison dunn with uh, mcgallister Deli. um welcome to rome allison and then um we have uh the mr fix it crew um here uh, with um illiot right and um jay welcome everybody
0: hi everybody good morning uh, welcome welcome to the Rome Floyd Chamber Small Business Spotlight. So we're here to celebrate business and celebrate small businesses and let people share their stories. Um, I guess let's just kind of go around here quickly and maybe start with you, Allison, uh, at McAllister's Deli. Tell us, how is it going at East Bend?
3: It's going great. We've had a great time with the community, still a ton of business, happy to have it, and uh, it's been more than our highest expectations. We've killed our opening records.
0: Wow, and and how long you've only been open briefly? So, like, so when did this start?
3: Our first day open for business was December twenty first. So we were a glutton for punishment a little bit, doing it through the holidays for sure. Um, So that that was it's made for some interesting uh, interesting numbers and sales for the next couple weeks. But um, things are settling down finally, and uh, we are beginning the launch of our catering. Um, We actually cater lunch for St. Mary's and community Christian school, um, twice a month, each one. So that's, was a huge kickoff for our catering
0: business. And not only did you start during the holidays, but, uh, still in a pandemic, which has obviously affected the restaurant business. We'll circle back around with that. All right. Let's, uh, let's visit here. Hey, Mr. Fix-It Construction, uh, Elliot and Jay, how are you guys? Pretty good. Doing great. All right. And tell us a little bit about your business and, uh, when you got started and things like that.
1: Yeah, so our story is uh, one that started a really long time ago, uh, separately doing uh, construction, repair, um, those types of things. But uh, recently, we've been working together on Hey, Mr. Fix It for two years now. Um, Separately, we've got over 30 years of uh, work in maintenance and repair. Um, Elliot used to work at Harbin, and uh, I've got – several rental properties and, um, I manage rental properties for people as well. So that's kind of what started our business working together on those types of things. And we just saw a niche that people need someone to take care of those smaller projects. We're not going to build a house. We're not going to add a 500 square feet onto your house, but we can uh, replace a fixture, uh, do flooring, painting uh clean your gutters we're basically the one-stop shop for all of the things the big guys don't want to do you're also
0: the one-stop shop for people like me who try to do it themselves and electrocute themselves or or the the paint looks not as good as i thought it was going to
1: (laughs) yeah we we tend to do a lot of um uh, fixes of, uh, homeowners that they try to do. So, and that's fine. We we don't pick on anybody. We just go in there and get
0: it done. You do fixes of my fixes. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the way to go. All right. This, uh, we've also got Bill Newby here from Newby vineyards. So, uh, Bill, how hard is it to avoid drinking the profits? Oh, you're muted, Bill. (laughs) Please unmute there. Thank you. So now my, I'll try my joke again. <laughs> How hard is it to avoid drinking the profits?
4: <laughs> uh, I don't drink that much. It's my wife that uh, gets into the
0: prophets.
4: <laughs> uh, but, no, I, I joke and say I barely qualify as a drinking Baptist. So,
0: <laughs> well, d- tell us about this vision. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill's got a lot of his own jokes. Uh, he beat me to the punch. Tell us about this vision to have a vineyard uh, here in our area. Well, I moved uh, back to
4: Rome in 2012, and the property had been in the family for years and never really had anything on it but a few horses and some goats. Well, around 2013, I was like, well, let's plant something. So we did blueberries, blackberries, and raspberries, and then they actually started producing. I realized what a pain it was because they got to be picked every day for about a six-week period. Uh, so we put in a half acre of grape vines in 15 uh, just to see. And then somebody said, Well, you need to join the Georgia Wine Grower Association. So I did that and wound, wound up hiring a viticulturalist. And in 17, we planted another four acres. So the hobby just kind of went out of control. <laughs> um, and from there, it's yes, now you've got grapes. There's really uh, selling grapes unless you do it on a big scale, uh, the effort is not worth the reward. So the next logical thing is, okay, you start a winery and, uh, do a value add and increase the profit margins and truly make it, uh, uh worth your time and effort. And uh, Now <clears throat> here, hopefully soon awaiting one last permit, we will open the tasting room downtown, uh, and then in the meantime, we will begin construction on a new production facility at the farm and a, another uh, tasting area there on site too
0: in the fields. Ah, those pesky those pesky permits. Uh yep. <laughs> <laughs> we got we gotta take care of that. Uh so Jeannie, we've got a very diverse group of different businesses here. I I guess that's the the whole point is uh
5: Absolutely, Roger. It's um heartening to see these businesses um, begin um, in a pandemic. I think they're all very hardworking and brave and courageous and just um, the value that they bring to our community is tremendous. And, you know, along with our other business, we have 900 members of the chamber businesses and, you know, each of these folks bring something to the table that we're lacking. You know, there's either a service or a, um, a product or, you know, an entity that we haven't had before. And so it's great um, to have that here and for us to support them and their efforts by promoting and advocating, but also connecting to, you know, folks that they need for Billy and and I. um, it's been fun to be kind of on the front end of hearing his plans and going through the process a little bit, um, with him and being of help and assistance as he's needed. And so, um, you know, that's what we're all about, but you're right. It's, it's, you know, for a community, it's important to have, you know, different products and services to serve the entire citizen community.
0: And, uh, Allison at McAllister's deli, um, Uh, Obviously, it's it's a unique challenge starting opening, but opening during the pandemic. Uh, But you said business has been great out of the gate. Uh, You know, are we are we slowly kind of maybe hopefully getting back to normal people learning how to navigate through it and still get food service and things like that?
3: Hopefully. Um, McAllister's really was such a forward-thinking company. It really got ahead of the curve. They kind of saw the way things were going and implemented like this massive push to have these pickup windows in all of our restaurants. So you can order online and you can call in and order and we have the curbside pickup where you just drive around, you pick it up. And so that's been huge for us that takeout and pickup window accounts for about 60 63 percent of our business so that's actually huge right um we did make the decision to go ahead and open with the full dining room Um, i have a great staff so i'm amazed and incredibly grateful with all of their hard work for making sure they keep the room community safe as far as the sanitation procedures that we have in place honestly opening once we opened our doors it wasn't such a big deal dealing with the pandemic, but I will tell you that getting the restaurant built with the pandemic was probably the harder of the two. Getting the permits, getting the construction people, getting the contractors—that was—that was a nightmare, and it delayed our opening by a good six months.
0: What attracted Mac- McAllister's to Rome and East Bend?
3: So, McAllister's is really choosy. It's not really easy to get in the McAllister's franchise. So, the franchise owners are again very very forward-thinking people. Sorry, somebody just dropped a bunch of dishes.
0: Hey, this <laughs> the, the the live audio from a restaurant. Yeah, guys, Some, um, I'm, glad the uh, and, I'm glad to hear the hustle and I'm glad to hear the hustle bustle sorry, of a restaurant. Sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry.
3: Uh, but Rome has a really awesome, unique demographic that McAllister's likes. The um, mean had it, the median household income here is exactly what McAllister's wants. The demographics of women to men is exactly what um, McAllister's is looking for, and the fact that it's kind of what you would consider an isolated community, meaning that you're about 20 miles from your bigger cities—Calhoun, Dalton, Cartersville. Um, Carrollton all those are about 20 miles away and McAllister's has a rule that you can't have a McAllister's within 20 miles of another one so this was a really neat untapped market for this particular franchise and Rome likes to eat (laughs) so we like that too Uh, and then you also that Rome is I think was the third largest Dr. Pepper consumer in the entire country so like those are just interesting little things.
0: Wow. I'm guessing there's Dr. Pepper on tap at McAllister's uh, <laughs> doing, oh, yeah. doing that research. Um, well, I like to eat. Uh, Elliot, Jay, you guys like to eat?
2: <laughs> oh, we love to eat. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we you work. I got a tray. Come on over. I've got a whole bunch of stuff I need fixed already because they break everything. That's actually
1: another thing I was going to say is um, if you guys need any uh, restaurant commercial repair, we've done a lot of that as well um, for local restaurants. You probably won't need any for about 15 years, though. <laughs>
3: uh, j- um, well, they already broke the commercial toaster. They've ripped a couple screws and... Shelving out of the wall already, so probably not. actually. Yay, teenagers are really destructive. Give
1: us a call. Yeah, we we were just at uh, another restaurant this past week, and we did so well with the Rome location that they sent us down to their Cartersville location. So that's where the guys are today.
0: Um, Elliot and Jay, is what is what is y'all? You mentioned y'all had a tremendous amount of experience, but are, are you Rome natives? What you know? What made you think? Let's take the leap and and do this ourselves here in Rome.
2: I'm personally not a Rome native, uh, <laughs> as you can clearly hear. Yeah. Uh, I'm originally from Kenya, and that's in East Africa. So uh, when, when I came here in 2009, uh, I met with Jay, and you know we we were just gonna going around doing stuff here and there, and we you know we we were kind of clicked, and we both liked to fix stuff, and you know before we know we. Well, are here starting a business and moving
0: on. Uh, Elliot, I know exactly where Kenya is. I've actually been there.
2: Awesome.
0: <laughs> I went on a church mission trip about 10 years ago. Um, so when you said East Africa, I'm like, I've been there. Uh, <laughs> been to Tanzania. Uh, it's great. Um, Bill. Yes, sir. At, at At the Vineyard. Um, what has been your learning curve? Did you have an experience in in vineyards or or perhaps wine tasting <laughs> no
4: well uh, horticulture yes i had a landscape company that uh, i started when i was really young and then i sold that company in 95 and i actually went to barry for a little while as a horticulture major so i did have some background in plants uh, of course while i was there i took an ag commodities trading class and wound up changing my major to finance and that's how i wound up with my Main business being a financial planning firm here, uh, Newby Stall Wealth Management. Um, so I had a background there, and I, I guess I can't, I don't deal well having free time, so I needed something to fill up all the other time that the regular job and my kids weren't
0: taking. So. <laughs> well, you, you mentioned it kind of started as a hobby, this, and then you started planting more grapes. But what is, uh, and and you mentioned the the statewide association. Um, so how how big is is the vineyard business in the state of Georgia? Uh,
4: it's it's in excess of a billion-dollar industry here in the state now. I don't know. So it has grown. Uh, people don't realize it, but prior to Prohibition, just in Carroll County, there was over 20,000 acres of grapevines prior to Prohibition, just in Carroll County alone. So it's growing this past year through the pandemic has been an absolute record year for sales of wine in Georgia for the Georgia wineries. So it's kind of stung a little bit. I haven't been able to uh, have the product out there. Um, And Granted our tasting room will be downtown. So right now my capacity is at 99 on the building and currently my space i have seating for about 60 and we won't increase that until the pandemic passes but out at the farm we will have oh man the capacity could be two three hundred easy
0: so so your business model you you grow the grapes you harvest the grapes do just please walk me through it do you sell the grapes to somebody else to bottle or are you bottling them and then or where can people buy a bottle or do they need to come to the tasting rooms
4: No, every bit of it happens here in Floyd County. Okay. Uh, The grapes are grown. uh, Fran's family, Tom is an expert grape picker and pressure washer operator. Uh, He's been out having his wife and Theo have been over a number of times to help out. But no, everything happens here. The the vines are grown, harvested. Uh, We've set up with facility and a building already had to do the production. Now, we haven't bottled yet. We're waiting on that last uh, little uh, thing from the state, so hopefully that'll be here shortly. Uh, the barrels that I've used, the ones that do go in oak barrels, were built by Cooperage in Gainesville, Georgia, uh, uh, Gainesville Cooperage, and they uh, Lee from Gainesville Cooperage, has also came out and we have white oak trees that are marked to be cut down and milled into staves to even have our barrels come
0: from Floyd County. Okay. Shop Floyd, shop local, shop Rome. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh so Thomas, uh what is your expertise in this?
2: You just In wine? Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm the connoisseur. <laughs> um no, just 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 um uh, grateful uh for for Billy's, uh vision there uh, to bring uh wine um to to this area you know uh something that I was never heard of and uh, we are really stoked um uh, to to have his uh, tasting room open on broad street and could be we, a great, great asset
0: we, and you I know you're waiting on permits bill but when do we expect this hopefully i'm hoping
4: within the next few weeks i was hoping by the end of january i don't think that's going to happen so Keeping our fingers crossed, we're open sometime in February, uh, preferably before I have to start pruning three thousand grapevines <laughs> in the last week of
0: February. Um, it, uh, and now, just speaking of when people are open, McAllister's Deli. What is what are your hours? And and I'm assuming you do because of the pandemic. You you mentioned drive through, but curbside and all of that. Uh, what are, what are your available hours and your dining room hours, things like that. <laughs>
3: At the moment, we're open from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. However, we are going to change that beginning February 1st to be open from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. We really had hoped to draw a little bit more of the college kids over here. You know, we have free Wi-Fi. We have at our community table built-in charging ports for any uh, mobile devices. But we just haven't seen the late-night crowd that we want. And it cost me about $300 per hour to keep the restaurant staffed. So that between nine and 10, we only do about $83 worth of business on average a day, isn't just, isn't going to make that function. Um, So at least for right now, we're going to close at nine and then hopefully in the summertime when people can take use of our 300 square foot patio space and things like that, that we may be open to stay, maybe able to stay open longer. But um, third party deliveries, which is like your Grubhub and your DoorDash and your online ordering. That typically ends 30 minutes before close, so that's going to be around 8:30, uh, starting February right gray first, or obviously 9:30 at the moment.
0: Well, and that was another thing. Monday through okay, um, and you had, you touched on this, and I wanted to ask, but uh, the size of your patio is uh, that's a pretty decent sized patio. That when the spring gets here and summer, and hopefully the pandemic is gone, that's a great place to hang out. We're really
3: hoping, and of course, we're also pet friendly. Um, not just for service dogs, but we have, you know, we have our own little mats with dog bowls and things like that out there for water. And we're more than happy to take care of, of any of your four-legged and furry friends that you would like to to bring and join us. And I have a question for Mister uh, Newbie, my franchise owner, happened to walk by and hear you mention wine, and he wants to know if you have ice wine.
4: Uh, no, it's. <laughs> It's rare that we would get a frozen grape here in Georgia and ours are off the vine by the end of, uh, by mid-August, typically they're off. So if we did an ice wine, it'd be one where I'd have to actually take the grapes and force freeze them in a freezer. And so it wouldn't be a true ice wine. (laughs) Those typically, they wait until it frees, grapes are hanging on the vines and they pick them frozen.
0: So. so, as a as a person with horticulture experience, you know is is obviously because you've done this. the The climate here is is great for this. Uh, you know, because typically we think of California or whatever. So, what is your what is your planting season, harvesting season, growing season for for the ideal grape?
4: Typically, well, we're planting ours are hybrids.
0: Um, you know, we have to contend
4: with Pierce's disease, which is uh, some. Uh, view it as a hardening of the artery in a human. Uh, the, the vines just can't get the nutrients up. So we we plant hybrids. I have five of them planted right now. Blanc de Waub, the Lard Blanc, Lenoir, Chamberson, and America. The America is not doing well. The, the Pierce's disease is hitting it. I'm limping it around. Along this year, I have a new vine ordered that is a 97% caps. So I have fine but they won't be uh, in my hands until spring of 22 so we'll rip out the americas at that point and replace them with a vine that's supposed to be much more hardy now harvest typically we'll start monitoring uh first second week of july for the bricks level uh, and ph and when those numbers get Twenty to twenty-one on the bricks, which is the sugar content. uh We'll go ahead and set the date for that upcoming weekend to pick the grapes
0: at that point. So, <laughs> late July and into mid-August. And is that where is Thomas is? That where Thomas comes in to help pick grapes? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep is yeah, get
4: promoted to a supervisor maybe <laughs> coming here T- Thomas Thomas <laughs>
0: has a wide skill set um, Elliot what is what is the biggest headache in in what you guys do is it trying to just get your your work your name out there uh, do you rely on word of mouth how do you guys maybe market your business there at hey mr Fixit it construction
2: uh, we have uh, our website uh, hey mr. That's that's uh, one that I can say it has really helped us and we also partner with uh, a 3rd party company that does reviews for us so once we get those reviews from them we put it on our website and you know people kind of get you know to see exactly how we how we work are we on time are we you know reliable people and that has really sold us out there
0: and and how,
2: how has the chamber helped you uh we Actually, it has, I think we're about uh, two weeks since we, oh, we okay. And, and I can say we've gotten a couple of jobs from the chamber. We had a, a radio interview on Monday and it's it's really turning out great for us.
0: Oh, good. Uh, well, we, lo- we love hearing that. Hopefully this podcast will, will help you out as well. Just get the name out there. Jeannie, that's got to be good to hear. That, that they- great
5: to hear. And, you know, there's such a need um, for what they do. Here in Roman Floyd County, we hear it a lot. We get calls. And so, you know, we always refer back our members and businesses, you know, in Roman Floyd County. So it's just um, a great two-way partnership. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And Elliot, it's, it's, I don't mean to, sometimes it's just hard to find somebody good that you trust in your line. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, you know, you're letting somebody come in your house and do work. And so... Uh, but you guys pride yourself on that, correct?
2: Yes, we do. We do. We have that. That's really hard because every time somebody calls us, it's like, "Hey, I had these guys come here and they didn't do well." But you know, we we you know, because the kind of jobs we do is something that somebody's not. It's not worth for somebody to call in their job, so they just want to leave you the key to the house and and you know and just go to work and come back and stuff has been fixed. So we've we've been able to kind of pride ourselves on that that you know we're trustworthy. People can live up to their stuff and, they, you know, get everything the way it was. So, you know, we, you know, our reliability and trust has really uh, given us a name. Well, and, and, and quality of work is the kind of thing that you're,
0: you're in the kind of industry where word of mouth would be very important. You know, somebody has a great experience. They'll share that with their friends and neighbors. Yes. Um, so, uh, Allison, what have been um, some of your maybe unexpected headaches? Uh, you know, you got your standard opening headaches, Uh, What other obstacles maybe have you guys had to jump, jump through hurdles you've had to jump through, jump over?
3: Um, Staffing is always going to be a problem in the restaurant industry kind of uh, thing. But interestingly enough, we've had a great um, associate level staff. Um, The Floyd County has a great group of um, a great talent pool to pull from the however, the mid management and up staffing and catering staffing has actually been really difficult to find for us, um, surprisingly so, like really surprisingly, surprisingly hard. That's
0: been a, a big one for us. Okay. So are you, are you still hiring Are, are you, as, as a restaurant basically constantly hiring because of turnover or are you, are you still hiring because you're new?
3: Um, No, actually, we opened with well over what McAllister's required us to open with. We wanted to make sure because McAllister's is all about guest satisfaction. You know, we pride ourselves in offering every guest a little something extra, and so in order to do that, the best way to do that is people and staff and all of those things. We open with a little bit more. Our, Our franchise owners have a very unique vision for this restaurant, but that said. We have such a good staff. We don't do much turnover. Um, we have about a 10% turnover rate, which is almost unheard of in the restaurant industry. Typically, it's about 130% per quarter. So we're really ahead of that curve a lot, yes. Um, but we are definitely hiring at the management level. Um, and we need uh, an AGM or two, and we need um, a catering coordinator, a management position as well. And then we also are opening more restaurants. Um, we break ground on Athens February 1st. So we need more for them too. We need to train them here. <laughs> so we're running out of people to do that.
0: Gotcha. What, and just just to touch on it briefly, you know, typical deli fare. What's what's the menu? Oh,
3: yeah actually we have 27 different gourmet deli sandwiches that we offer along with our literally giant baked potatoes they're huge uh, we're known for those of course our sweet tea it's like a hug in a glass we have 26 different tea leaves harvested from seven continents that make up our sweet tea and it's brewed in a specific way that I cannot tell you and uh, <laughs> so we actually have to sign paperwork about it um, and then just two general sides and we have nine different soups that we offer throughout the year that are you know, pretty unique to us. And then huge custom salads, which are gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous salads like that. So we have pretty much food for everybody.
0: Uh, sounds like the restaurant has got a hustle and bustle going today. I'm, I'm loving this. I'm, I'm, and I'm starting to get a, I'm, you're okay. I'm starting to get a craving for some <laughs> proprietary tea uh let's uh, just, <laughs> this
3: is really embarrassing i'm actually so sorry about
0: all the noise no it's in the great background. It, I it's great I, I just love hearing business conduct business Um uh, <laughs> kind of going we have
3: three huge catering orders they just took 69 boxes back there to fill up with sandwiches for catering <laughs> today they're like and they're like could you hurry up
0: uh right bill let's just kind of go around the room here one last last couple of questions for you how how are you? How do you get the word out about your business? How do you do your marketing on social media or uh, newspaper ads or what do you do? Uh, or word of mouth.
4: Well, it's been uh,
0: newbie stall
4: is mostly yep. been word of mouth is where our new business came from for the vineyard. Uh, obviously, the chamber, but uh, the Rome News Tribune and uh, hometown. Uh, headlines have both been very interested in keeping up with the story and following us along as we progress. Uh, our web page is about to go live. Uh, Shannon, has my wife, I, I signed that task to her, so I don't want to know how to build a web page. Don't care. <laughs> uh, I delegated that. So Shannon is working with Romega uh, Digital with Braden Keith and his group. So they've done a great job building the web page, which there'll be a, an online shopping area on that once everything's good to go. And uh, there will be a Facebook, uh, Facebook page. Uh, I imagine Shannon will get to Instagram. I've never done an Instagram or tweet. I don't know how to use them. So um, she'll be in charge of that. But being downtown, Having a tasting room downtown, I think will be, a good bit of exposure uh, also remembers with Georgia Grown. So, Georgia Grown will uh, put up uh, four roadside signs as you're coming into approaching Rome, uh, letting people know that hey, we do have a winery here in town as well. And in the future, I've, I'm considering a, a mobile unit that could be taken to the farmers markets or to. Chiaha, Ridge Ferry, any of the big festivals and events we have, tournaments.
0: And so, uh, you might have mentioned this earlier, the vineyard itself, you're over off Billy Pyle Road, right?
4: Yes, sir. Yeah. Off of Billy
0: uh, but, but soon to come will be the tasting room downtown as well, right on Broad. Correct. Hopefully. Yes. Um, okay, Elliot. And then we will be hiring
4: also, as soon as I have a permit in hand, I can set a date, I will be hiring a tasting room manager and then probably or
0: more uh, uh
4: staff also. Love hearing about.
0: that. Um Elliot, what is your guys' website or contact information? How can people get a hold of you
2: at- uh, yes, we are our website is hey And we are also uh on Facebook at Hey Mr Fix it, and phone number is uh seven oh six seven two eight seven two three eight.
0: And Allison, your your contact information, social media, website, et cetera?
3: Yep, um, McAllister's Deli Rome for Facebook. And then McAllister's Deli has, of course, the huge corporate website that you can just pick the Rome location. And if anybody needs me, you can get me personally at 706-766-7660. If you call the main number for the restaurant, um, which I'm ashamed to tell you that I don't know, and hit two, (laughs) it'll come to the restaurant. If you hit one, it'll come to my cell phone directly, which is what we have for um, catering. And, uh, Mr. Newby, I had a great deal of success using Just Indeed for our hiring. Um, the Indeed people really came through for us and, and really did great for, for our hiring. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and also,
5: we have a great jobs page on the Chamber website, so you can post your job needs there as well.
3: And that's awesome. Do you, do you mind to send me that information because I need to post it? <laughs> Absolutely
0: uh thank you <laughs> look, look at that genie we're we're creating jobs on the the podcast here
5: what it's all about <laughs>
0: <Job>. <laughs> Now,
5: what what's great is to have conversations like this because when allison has a need she'll call elliot billy will go into mcallister's and talk wine with allison and order lunch i mean you know it's just connecting all these people and resources it, it's what we're all about so and, and- you know make everybody's um do their jobs more efficiently and, you know, get to meet people in the process.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Thomas will have a glass of wine. So, uh, (laughs) all is well. Well, I appreciate it so much. Thank you everybody for joining us. Um, again, uh, this has been a really good show. So, uh, that's Bill and Elliot and Jay and Allison and, and, uh, Thomas and Jeannie. (laughs) Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, you've been listening to Rome business radio. I'm Roger Manus. We've been broadcasting from the Hardy Realty studios and we work in cooperation with the Rome news tribune. Thank you for listening.